0: I-V-M
1: we would like to thank Storytel for sponsoring this show. Storytel is an audiobook platform that lets you hear hundreds of thousands of stories on your mobile, on your PC, wherever you prefer. You can get a great deal by signing up at Storytel.com ibm But before I tell you what the deal is, let me make a recommendation for you for your first book. When you go to Storytel, search for James Clavell. He has a number of books, but I'm going to recommend Shogun to you. Shogun is the story of an Englishman who's shipwrecked in 16th century Japan and how he struggles to deal with the culture, gets embroiled in the politics of the land. It's a great story and and if it wasn't enough that you can get just this one book, James Clovell's Asian Saga has five more books on Storytel. So go to Storytel.com slash IBM. You can get your first month at 99 rupees a month instead of 299. That's 200 rupees off on your first month. Storytel.com slash IBM. Go check it out.
0: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, social circles, WhatsApp groups, everywhere we all are talking about the 2020 roundup. From romantic to romanchuk, all sorts of stories. And why not? This year totally deserves our attention. But some of my favorite lockdown stories have been the stories of small personal impact. We all have heard of those numerous people who selflessly felt inspired to help someone around them. Our guest today has a similar story to share. Welcome to Absolutely Right, the first graphology-based podcast show in India. I'm your host, Aditi Sarana, I'm a graphologist and a high-performance coach. On our Wednesday episodes, we invite people from different walks of life and instead of asking them questions, we discover their story through their handwriting strokes. From childhood, I felt mesmerized not by what people did, but by the reasons behind their actions. I always wondered why do they do the things they do. Handwriting analysis, also known as graphology, gives us some accurate psychological insights in that reasoning. It creates a graph through the strokes people unknowingly choose in their handwriting. Today, we will be joined by Ankit Vengur Lekar, who is the India Managing Editor of LinkedIn News, host of a podcast called Love and a smitten cat parent to Tofu and Mizo. Ankit and I first spoke when he supported our anti-anxiety social drive in the month of April by creating awareness on Instagram. Being a social media influencer, he uses his platform wisely. In July, he started an interesting and inspiring project with his cook, Didi, in Bangalore and voluntarily promoted it across platforms to support her work. That is one of my favorite stories of personal impact. I'm going to ask Ankit more about it. But before I get Ankit on board, a quick reminder. Make sure that you have your notepad ready. No, not to make the notes of all the wise things we say. Technically, you can do that too, but to check your own handwriting as I analyze on kids. I always describe traits and strokes and the psychological reasoning behind it. You might have some of those strokes in your handwriting and you may learn a thing or two about yourself. As you listen, check out our new segments, Autograph Please and the Graphology Tool of the Week, where today I will be speaking about the anti-New Year Resolution Stroke in your letter Y. This Y letter is the reason why the writer struggles to complete not only resolution, but basically any task given to him. I'll talk about it as we get there. Ankit will join us on the other side of this short break. Stay tuned.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please do. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. One more reminder, people, please go to ivmpodcast.com slash survey and help us out. It will take you a couple of minutes to fill out this survey, but it really is very, very helpful for us. For the people who do fill out the survey and are willing to drop us their email address, we're going to do a special drawing and send out some IVM swag to everybody. So please do help us out with that. But what a week has been on the network. There's so many things to talk to you all about. Let me run through some of the biggest highlights really, really quickly, right? So Sanjay Jha was on Cyrus Says. What an incredible conversation. I mean, like, I can't say enough about it. Check that out. We had Hansel Mehta on Marukinaya's Note talking about 1992 Scam. Amazing stuff. We had Vishal Gondal talking to Nikhil Advani about his career in film. On Storytellers and when he spoke to Gunjan Arya, the CEO of OML, and Sameeksha Unyal from Bacardi about the history of NH7, the Weekender Festival. On Postcards from Nowhere, Utsav had an amazing episode about the Bushmen of Kalahari. Begin the journey, Ashish Vityati talks about career choices. On Nankari, they talk about cake. What a fun show that was. And on This Round is on Me, we had Dr. Sanjay Arora talking to Gauri about suburban Diagnostics and company and what he sees as the future of healthcare in India. And for our Tamil speakers, if you haven't been checking Checking out Sivakami and Sabatam. Why haven't you? Please do go check that out. Kavita is doing an amazing job telling that story. And with that, let me get you back to your show.
0: Hi, Ankit.
2: Hi, Aditi. Good
1: to see you again.
0: Really? I've been looking at your Instagram posts and you're one of those few people who really enjoyed the lockdown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that can be misconstrued in so many ways. <laughs> but uh, all things considered, yes, it's been a good year.
0: I was like, just in talking about your project with the house help that you have, can you quickly tell us about it?
2: Didi's Kitchen, July of 2020, just immediately after the first lockdown, we decided to start cooking delicious Mangalorean and, uh, you know, Karnataka style food. Uh, Saroj Didi has been working with me in my home for the last one year and Mm -hmm. she's got a fantastic mastery in cooking and uh, the joy of social media it can be a really torturous place (laughs) but you know it really came together and uh, in the couple of months that we ran Didi's kitchen we did a turnover of close to two lakh rupees In only a couple of months, I rented a separate one BHK where orders could be just cooked, etc. And uh, involved her entire family, including her kids and her uh, bhabhi. So it was quite an enterprise.
0: Incredible. Thank you so much for inspiring so many people. And I've been seeing how other people also picked up this idea and implemented it quickly with home cooking and kitchen for their house help. So thank you for doing this. It's incredible. Thank you. So, Ankit, uh, let's look at your handwriting and signature that I have in front of me.
2: I'm feeling very yeah, nervous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now I already have the sample. No point feeling nervous right now. It's almost like your result is out and I'm just going to announce. So <laughs> Okay.
2: <laughs> Looking forward to it.
0: So first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, the way you write your, if I asked you to write on a blank sheet of paper, and as you started filling the paper, you wrote it to the end, you know, almost, we call it margins in the handwriting connotation. When you fill the margin, you go all the way to the end of the page. And for most of it, it talks about your risk taking and adventurous nature.
2: Wow. (laughs) Really? I mean, just writing to the margin can...
0: Yeah, and, and because, you know, we gave you complete free canvas and freedom to fill the space and you chose to do that in a way that you fill to the last point and that's what risk takers do, right? They know they can exit at any moment, but they don't and they wait it out and they wait for that last moment to to shift things and to to try that, that last, probably a possibility that they are thinking about. Now, you have done a lot of that. You're smiling. I take it as yes. And because of which people, when they they try to work with you and understand you and even friends and family members, they don't understand. Otherwise, you're so logical and you're so uh, analytical. And what comes to that point? What happens to you where you suddenly jump into a situation and you take risk?
2: Interesting and also quite true. Very true. Good job. Wow.
0: <laughs>
2: bang on. Wow.
0: So when we look at the analytical nature, okay, let me talk about that. When, when people write with angular formation, which means when you write, connect your letters, one letter to another, or sometimes when you write your letter M's, there are pointed angular formations there. They clearly talk about your need to analyze information you're highly observant and wherever you get into a space you keep looking for small cues for those you know moments where people miss on things but you read between the lines almost all the time uh, you do not even know that you're observing these things until somebody would ask you a question ankit what do you think about it and the very moment they ask you that question you bring in like almost like data files from 15 different sources and then you talk about say that person that activity that that situation but it happens. So the analysis, it's a, it's a way you think. It's a way you process information. It's how you look at the world. And thereby, the processing is happening naturally at the back of your mind. So it's not that you're judgmental. It's not that you're consciously looking at things. You might be browsing through internet or a newspaper maybe. Maybe. But the way you process information, that is your style. Now, why am I talking about it is because so many times people think analytical thinking is what one, one should cultivate. And it's a good thing or a bad thing. Now, it's not about that. It's literally how you are gifted with certain ways of, you know, all of us have our natural ways of going about in your case, this is your natural thing, and uh, tell us more how how it has actually translated itself in your work or your personal life.
2: Well, in work, I can definitely connect the dots or read between the lines, as you <laughs> said. Uh, being a journalist is all about literally connecting the dots, and uh, maybe sometimes a story is hidden in plain sight, uh, but you're looking in the other direction, and so you miss out on these details. So i think uh i've I've been lucky or I've been fortunate that I can naturally use my natural disposition of analytical thinking uh for better storytelling or for better journalism and uh is this common or is it not? because I do find myself at a loss of words sometimes where I'm like, This is so easy. Is it- How did this not occur to you? I mean, what are you thinking? Are you not paying attention? You know what I'm saying?
0: It's nothing to do with attention. Even when people pay attention, they do not have the analytical bend of mind. And this is where things become different. I'll give you the hindsight of the same trait. When you deal with emotions, especially other people's emotions, you bring in a lot of logic and analytical thinking and you do that even to yourself. You're like, uh, like you. If you feel something, you probably write it down. You try to bring in logic there. You say, okay, I felt this. This is a trajectory of my thoughts, and let me just, you know, evaluate it. And people are like, no, they are emotions. You can't be evaluating it. And
2: what is be- up with that statement? <laughs> I'm like, okay, problem, solution, <laughs> ways to get to the solution, point A to point B, locomotion. And, mm-hmm. and and in personal life it's especially like, no, this is an emotional situation and it doesn't need your logic or your analysis. But I'm like, sure, but you just articulated what seems like a problem. And to my mind, there's a solution to a problem. So very logical journey, right? Or oh, there should Apparently be one. Not. Apparently not. <laughs>
0: Ask me, like it's all about, for me, it's all about gray areas in my work. So I totally understand the confusion people must be feeling, being around you. But yeah, there is no way to make it easier for you. I'm so sorry.
2: Oh my God. I was just <laughs> going to ask you that. How do I put it down? <laughs> oh my god!
0: Logic, no, but probably you got to, and I think you have done that. As I look at your writing, one of the things you cultivated over the years is your listening skill you really refrain yourself from talking. Not that you don't wish to, but you genuinely make attempts not to give the solution until unless people do not ask you for a specific solution. I think that requires a lot of patience on your part. That's not natural whatsoever, but you've kind of figured it out.
2: It's definitely not natural to a Sagittarian. Definitely (laughs) not. And uh, it's also something, I think the older I grow, the, the deeper my understanding is of the kind of virtues that my parents tried to instill in us as kids. You know, yeah. back then it was just like, what do you mean patience? Like, what? But Why would now, you wait? Yeah, now as one grows older and one has one's own kids, one realizes, hmm, so this is what they were talking about. Um, and I think the older you grow Unless one is really listening in today's day and age of everyone screaming at the top of their voice with hashtags and OOTDs, um, it can be deafening, no? It can be really deafening. So at times, listening is also self-preservative.
0: I think so. But in your case, it is also your way of allowing the other person to know that you respect them. Because I'm going to bring in another aspect here quickly about your writing. Is
2: How if can you tell somebody... all this from my writing? <laughs> all of this you can tell from my writing. What is this story? I'm just
0: getting started, Ankit.
2: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so handwriting has around 800 permutations and combinations. So if you start combining them, and if every person shows some of them, it becomes a poetry, you can literally understand deeper nuances of your behavior. So, so many times people ask me in this situation, what do do you think I do? And where's the confusion and one can really sit down it's completely mathematical, you can sit down and you can analyze and talk about what exactly this nature will will choose as a as a choice in that moment. It's beautiful. It's just like the subject is so beautiful. I think it. more I learn more every time I look at a sample, I think it's a privilege. And also it's so beautiful to look at how human mind can function. I think that's so beautiful.
2: Wow. That's up to you.
0: No, no. I think the subject. So uh, one of the things that you always did very well uh, is to have a clear idea of where you want to go whether people liked it or they did not like it, you always have three to five years kind of, you know, range of plans and you go and you execute more than execution. I would say you go and you experiment. And I think that is so crucial to your behavior. And I have spoken about this trait and on the show many times when people write their small letter T and they cut it, like the horizontal line is around 50% or slightly above in that range. It talks about your end result orientation, So the very moment you bring in your project in front of you or any idea, you're like, okay, but what are we looking at? Now, look at this, okay? And combine this end result orientation with your logical thinking. So you don't want to wait. You want to pick up like five logical aspects to go about it and quickly get to where can we take this? What exactly we can learn here? Now, if I have to talk about in last few years, if you look at your own journey you feel that you are being more impulsive over logical in your own mind. You feel like, okay, I wish I can, you know, have more uh, control over what exactly is happening in my life, but that is not happening for whatever reason, the choices that you have made, the impulse has taken over. And that is slightly confusing for you. When you look at these situations, you're like, I never behaved like this. Why am I behaving here differently? Which is uh, something that you can ask questions around if you want to over to you at this point over to you.
2: Um, But there's also the bit of risk taking that you said by, you know, running towards the margins or towards the edge and seeing, okay, how much can I pull off? Um, If anything, I think I'm slightly risk averse or more risk averse than I'd like to be risk positive uh, Mm -hmm. with respect to life choices. And uh, is there something with respect to that in the handwriting?
0: I feel that, okay, I'm going to now step into something which is slightly uh, intimate or like something, you know, personal for you, but sure. we can we can just attempt, okay? Uh, I feel around six years, seven years ago, there's something that you did, which according to you did not materialize the way you wanted to. And that was one decision that made you change the way you look at your relationships, life, and especially personal life differently. That has caused you to be risk averse. So as a person, you're not like that. But this is this decision or that one experience, you know how sometimes people go out of their ways to choose a business. And if that doesn't work, then suddenly, anytime they think of new business ideas, they're like, okay, let me evaluate it five more times.
2: Yeah, you're bang on. Seven, eight years ago is when my marriage failed and that didn't work out. And that was a massive, massive emotional blow. Um, And uh, I'd like to think it's fully behind me. Um, Mm -hmm. But is it ever really? You know, I mean, something like that in life. It never really I have gone
0: through a divorce. I totally understand. I don't think it is ever behind you. You always evaluate situations from that lens for sure.
2: And you just, I guess you just become a masterful person at coping better, right? Mm -hmm. That's, That's what you do. But I think that may, because that time period that you're saying, that may be something that has had a bearing on how I think and how I operate maybe.
0: And there is a distinct shift in which you changed after that and all of us oh do God, but yes. in your, oh yes. oh in yes. your case Absolutely. what has happened distinctly if I have to and I'm all I'm this is no prediction I'm really looking at the way you have filled the paper so we look at you know when if you whatever age that you have I didn't ask you your age but if you have to look at that as a timeline and if you have filled the page in a sample you kind of evaluate it that's what I'm doing actually it's as simple as that so, when we, uh, so risk averse is one thing, or probably withdrawn from risks and, you know, your evaluative uh, way more for your emotions, not as much as your logical thinking here. But at the same time, what has really changed, I think what is changing in this 2020 is you're, you're really getting your bearings back. You're like, okay, I did this and you know it was my way of looking at things. But this one year, I think you have used very well to get certain things uh, cleared in your head. You're actually jumping into some new possibilities or risks for that matter. And you're willing to give it a shot, for sure.
2: Wow. Blows my mind how you can tell all of this with my handwriting. No, but you're right, Aditi. 2020 has been... And I feel... Um, extremely guilty in admitting this, considering how millions have struggled, millions have lost their lives and sure. millions continue to struggle. But, you know, I mean, I really thank the universe. 2020 has been such a positive year for me. Um, and a lot of that has been also because of certain interventions or certain steps that I took. Uh, because mm-hmm. the environment wasn't necessarily positive, but sure. it's what you do given the circumstances, the decisions you take, the people you associate with or collaborate with, that has had a world of a difference. So, um, personally, professionally, um, physically, emotionally, I can't think of a year more significant to me than 2020. You know, what I mean, for How the, for the enti- yeah, and for the entire world, there is. Life before 2020 and life after 2020. Um, I find the headline is headline is similar for me as well, but I think the the parameters or the paradigms are very very different.
0: I, I can imagine. Like I, we did lots of social initiatives, mental health social initiatives in this year, and around two thousand people have become part of the community, and, and a lot of work happened. And so many times I turn back and look at this year, and I feel. All that I've learned, all the, you know, training, graphology and otherwise as a coach, I feel it was almost like for this one year so that you can apply all the knowledge and you'll be available for people who are looking at things differently. I I can't agree more.
2: But you've done so (laughs) So, much amazing stuff yourself in 2020. I think there is (laughs) an Aditi before 2020 and there's a post-2020 Aditi. I mean, this year has been transformative, cathartic, so many things for so many yes. creative folks like us, right?
0: Yeah, completely. And I also feel like when when I looked at people going through something that was really, really tough, I, I always worked around anxiety, but I never knew how tough it is for people until we reached this point. So the stories, I feel keep they keep you going more than anything. Else. So the next segment here is called Autograph, Please?, where I will be talking about how people misunderstand you looking at your signature. So signature talks about your public image. You know how the very moment you want to step out of the house or we get into formal situations, we speak different, we behave different. Our body language naturally gets into something that otherwise we don't do when we are at home. So that all is captured in your signature and your handwriting talks about who you are. And all of us, no matter how uh, identical the signatures are to our handwriting, we always have that one extra angle, that one extra stroke that is different than your actual writing. And that gives away the information about how... Different you behave in situations which are uncomfortable social situations. So I'm going to give you my ways of looking at it. It's kind of a thing that you can tell me some examples or some, you know, probably experiences that people have told you later that they thought about you in this manner and then they learned about you something else. Okay. So um, in public, especially like not in personal life, but in public, if people try to throw authority. Or if they uh, are arrogant, you become very defined. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You either say, go to hell and walk away. Or if you can't say it, you you quietly walk away. Mentally saying, go to hell. Like, I don't want to be party to, to the stupidity and I'm just going to you know deal with it and whatever. I'll deal with the consequences. Or at times you do rile people up if, if, if need be. But defiance is definitely what you do.
2: 100%. I mean, it couldn't <laughs> be true. Also, I think the older you get, last year, I think I read this book by Mark Manson. I'm sure you must have read it or people must have mentioned.
0: I think all of us have.
2: <laughs> Everyone, right? And more than, you know, learning something new, it was the reading the book was literally like, oh, yes, this is what I'm feeling or this is what I wanted to say. And you've just articulated it in those words. But I feel the older one gets, the less bullshit threshold one has. So you know, and in 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 professional life or in personal life, when somebody just assumes a place of authority, um, not not out of humility or learning, but out of just sheer entitlement. Um, entitlement. That's the word, right? Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, but no, the twenty <laughs> twenty young will just not take it sitting. Down. Also, because I think the world we are living in, wrongdoing needs to be called out very clearly. And too often, bad people, bad actors, predators go unchecked just because people think, that typical Indian attitude, right? Like, let it go, shove it under the carpet. Yeah. But I can't see myself being comfortable with that anymore, whether in social media, on social media (laughs) or in real life. So you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. So Ankit, the only thing I would uh, question is why 2020 Ankit? This Ankit is known to people around you all along. Like this is 2020. You just made it more pronounced. But this Ankit existed like probably 20 years ago. So that's nothing new about it.
2: I think everything that happened this year really acted as a reminder of getting really, really true to yourself. I mean, for the first time I was sitting and for days and weeks, I'm having conversations with myself about my own death and what I think my legacy can be potentially. And coming out of those weeks and days of personal dialogue, one realized the tweaks and the trimming and pruning that one needed to do to one's life, whether it is in terms of people, experiences, time spent on things, issues, whatnot. And so, which is why, as weird as it sounds, I'm glad that the pandemic happened. I'm yeah. glad that the world went. I know what you're,
0: where you're coming from. It's just like right? we needed and, that uh, pause.
2: Yeah. I mean, not glad from the, you know, I'm Thanos and I want to destroy half the population of <laughs> Homo sapiens. We
0: don't know. Let me, let me check your handwriting for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But uh, I mean, I would be in favor of that as well. Hell, I'll even go and ball it here as long as all the cats and dogs and all the species of animals Look at that. and forests stay safe. Uh, human beings are the virus. It's not Corona that's the virus. Sure. So uh, yeah, I just think this year gave a lot of clarity and the time. Uh, sure. we, we've told ourselves this lie that we don't have time to talk to ourselves. But this year just showed us a what a bullshit excuse that is, uh, because, you know, we could finally give time and put structure to our day. Uh, but really, I'm, I'm really thankful to everything that happened in the environment uh, without sounding sadistic or anything like that um, for this inner dialogue to have happened.
0: So one thing that I, as we are on the autograph and signature conversation, I feel what what people do not understand about you most of the time in personal and professional life, because you're very forthright and you say what you believe in, they do not understand how adjusting you are and how considerate you are as a person. I think in most relationships, it has taken a long time for people. So it's a good and bad thing. I feel probably you being considerate is is kind of inclusive, so inclusive that they don't even realize that is happening. And there is a lot of disappointment because of that. And I'm saying this because in your signature, the way you write your signature, I was just confirming that with you before we started, there's one long Huge letter A and the entire surname is written within it. Now, when you do that, when you actually have only your initials as your signature and not you don't write Ankit as a whole name, you know, like you literally uh, dedicate your time and energy to make sure that people around you are taken care of. But that is not understood by other whatsoever. So there is a huge gap between how people understand your motives and what exactly you do something for you to look at. And, and we, you know, whether we like it or not, all these misunderstandings are our doing. So all this projection that we make is how you, you communicate and you think you communicate, but people do not feel that that's, that's the messaging there. So definitely for something to for you to look at in 2021.
2: That's fantastic. It also reminds me something of what my mom keeps telling me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and it's it's very similar to the observation you made. I do put a lot of people before me. Uh, It's Mm. gotten much better now. (laughs) But uh, it used to be debilitating. It was, it was, Mm. it was self-destructive. Fortunately, not that bad anymore. But uh, yeah.
0: So Ankit, last question. If you have to take one thing from 2020 and make sure that you carry that in 2021, what will
2: that be? Wow, that's a that's a loaded <laughs> question, Aditi. I I really think I would take um, compassion from 2020 into 2021. As the calendar and the clock turns, uh, we are not suddenly going to be new, better, improved people. The world is suddenly not going to be new, better, improved, corona free. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if there's anything this year has taught us, it is that. We've got each other and we've only got each other. And if we've got each other's back, we can get through absolutely anything. Absolutely anything. The human condition is most remarkable ever in the history of the universe because we can have each other's back and we can work together and leave aside every perceivable, every conceivable difference, right? Just because we are one race and one species. Mm-hmm. And when we address it that way, we can do remarkable things. I mean, the least of which is an example of record time for the coronavirus vaccine to be developed sure. and a truly international collaboration, right? So I believe I am otherwise quite pessimistic about humanity, <laughs> but I think <laughs> our compassion and kindness has really instilled me with a lot of hope this year. Mm-hmm. And I really look forward to taking that forward in 2021.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that message. And I, I, I feel so beautiful to uh, look at the compassion as the most important message here. And I agree with you. It's so nice. Thank you, Ankit. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for all this conversation. And thank you for being vulnerable to the feedback that I give you. Thank you.
2: Of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And happy new year to you.
0: Oh, happy new year. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hope you go from strength to strength and make this much bigger uh, or wherever you. you want to take it. Thank you.
0: What did you learn from 2020? Which quality lesson or habit would you like to carry with you in 2021? I know carrying on with routines, habits, or even resolutions is not everybody's cup of tea. Let me talk about one particular stroke that makes it really, really tough for the writer to complete any task. He or she loses interest 50% down the road. They get bored, feel uninterested or even trapped and they feel they cannot drag their feet anymore. This particular stroke is simple to understand. Every Y letter has a loop, a tail, lower extension or you know that, that lower part of the stroke, we call it lower zone. If that loop is incomplete, which means the stick comes down but never goes up all the way. Then the stroke shows inconsistency in execution for the writer. If your boss has this stroke, then that means he loves to solve problems, but he will delegate the execution part to you suddenly at the random moment. So be ready for some new work at any given point in time. If your friend has this stroke, then he would get super excited to plan trips and events with you but will not be very helpful when it comes to implementing those ideas. And if your spouse has a stroke, then be ready to follow up with him or her over and over again. Small tip. Please, please, please don't take it personally because they are not trying to do it to you. The lack of interest in execution is nothing to do with their lack of interest in you. I'm saying this very clearly from my personal experience, a lesson that I've learned a hard way. Now, in either ways, make sure that you do it yourself, get it done from someone else or be really, really patient to follow up. I've mentioned this stroke in today's fun sheet. Download it from aditisurana.com slash podcast. Look for episode number 85. The next episode falls on 1st of Jan 2021. And I will be talking about ways in which you can rediscover yourself in the coming year. There's so many things we can do to really know the deeper aspects of our personality. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. If this episode or show has impacted you in any way, then be the first one to create the impact on others. Look at someone's handwriting and see how you can be of any help to them. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IBM Network. You can listen to us on IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let's connect next year on 1st Jan 2021. Till then, happy writing and happy new year.
1: Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, वेबसाइट और वेयरेवर यू गेट योर पॉडकास्ट फ्रॉम
0: जिंदगी डायरीज़ के पन्नों में कुछ पुरानी यादें, समुद्र किनारे झूमते दरक्त, चवां दिल की धड़कने और अनजान मुलाकातें हैं। तो आइए खोलिए मेरे साथ जिंदगी डायरी के पन्ने और साथ ही खुलकर जीते हैं जिंदगी। आप सुन सकते हैं ज़िंदगी डायरीज़, IVM पॉडकास्ट ऐप या वेबसाइट
2: पर, या जहाँ कहीं से भी आप अपने पॉडकास्ट सुनते हो।